Welcome to another episode of Comedy Keys. Today we are Skyping with Johan Frech from Lima, Peru, who's a musician, filmmaker, and aspiring drag queen. He plays with a bunch of troops in Lima and is going to talk to us a bit about what improv and musical improv in Lima, Peru is like. Hi, Johan. Hi, Scott. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for uh, Skyping. Yeah, this is great. I'm excited to see how uh, the Skype situation works out. Um, so tell me a bit about what you do with comedy, like what the comedy scene in Lima, Peru is like. So we have a very rich comedy scene. We have um, a lot of stand-up, and we uh, we uh, so come from a culture of doing a street comedy. Since 1992, I think, uh, a couple of people brought improv to Peru in the format of a uh, match. The one that was coined by Ivan Duke in Canada. In Canada. Uh, so improv came uh, with uh, the clown technique. Also, uh, the one who brought it was Duke. She made um, a TV show called Pata Clown uh, in, 19, in the 1990s, in the early 1990s. It was a smash hit. So it shook a lot of people and it spawned a lot of um, the comedy code that we know of today, which is very relying on a clown and improvisation. So um, there were there were two schools of improv, which were Pata Clown and Ghetto. And this these actually like spawned a lot of um, a lot of uh, new schools, which we have now more than like 30 or 40 different kind of schools and troops oh, wow. that uh, do improv. And until recently, like it, it might have been like 2012, music for improvisation was starting to be a thing. And why do I mention Pataclown and the thing that came in the 90s? Because one of the um, musicians that worked there had a very uh, Mickey Mousing approach to uh, to uh, composing the music and to do the sound effects and to like like that kind of comedy relied on um, on uh, punctuating the jokes or punctuating the words that the actors was, were saying. So it was like boing, boing, and and yeah, it was like a very cartoonish, like yeah. um, they mixed the Hanna-Barbera and the Warner Brothers sound library effects with new effects um, to build this kind of cartoonish uh, feel. And the first ones who started doing in, uh, music, music direct, musical direction in that way, which we don't call it musical direction, actually, we call it just a... Uh, musical improvisers, right? Okay. Improvisers, musicians, something like that. Yep. Um, and he uh, he he translated this cartoonish approach to um, to accompanying the the shows. And his brother Armando Alanto, like they were the two only ones who did that. Uh, a third one showed up, which was called Alex Pacora, and then uh, it's well, then I um, I started doing it too by accident. 
actually. Oh, by, by yeah. accident. How did that? So how did you stumble into that then? So I, uh, I, I was an improviser I, as an actor, yeah. and and I was taught by someone, my my teacher was Armand Machuca, and he uh, was doing a show in which Ivan, the first one, the first MD, um, got uh, got sick in one of the shows. Like he got sick one day before the show. Oh no! Yeah. Um, so the director called me because he knew me already, and he calls me. I was studying music, like I was a musician. So he tells me, uh, "Could you please learn this whole show? It was <laughs> ten in the night. Could you please learn this whole show and do a show and do a and play it um, uh, tomorrow at ten o'clock?" <laughs> like, and he and he sent me the the video of the recording of of the, of the show, and I. Uh, had a, I had a Cork Chrome, which is something that I use for playing in my bands and not for theater. Right. And I learned it the hard the hard way because I had to learn all of these uh, gimmicks and all of these cartoonish uh, um, uh, textures that he used in the show, and I had to emulate it on the cor- on the cork. So that was like a challenge. And I had to do two shows that same day. The first one was a mess, was a train wreck because I had like my keyboard and I didn't really know how to how to handle it but between one of the um Ivan actually sent me his keyboard oh. with uh, which was uh Yamaha PSR S970 I think it's it's a is an arranger music workstation yeah but it's it's from that family the PSR S9 something so and he sent me a video where he tell me, okay, registration number one is for scene number one, registration number two and three are for scenes two, and et cetera, et cetera. And he like made me a walkthrough of how he programmed it and how I was going to activate it for the show. Oh, wow. So on the set, so on the second, um, so on the second um, uh, uh, show, I already did it, and thanks to that. I started talking to him a lot more, and he taught me how to use the PSR to to for improv and how to, um, you know, work in improv. But it was with that keyboard, and I realized that both like all four of the of the big MDs here used that keyboard. So I got that keyboard, and I started learning that keyboard. And uh, we usually work with that keyboard: the S950, the S970, the S770 like that so the the yamaha arranger keyboards then Isn't well yeah that... which, yeah which they uh have great sounds like you have a very realistic sound that's what i like about yamaha they have realistic sounds yeah and they have a function of splitting splitting um voices so for example i have a this is a this is a very common one. When you want uh, to punctuate comedy, I have a pizzicato sound. All right. Yep. And I can mix it with a bassoon. <laughs> and you um and, and for that kind of like like comedic cartoonish things, uh, you don't. Think exactly on um, harmony or melodies. You think of uh, textures, uh, intervals, um, and movements. 
you know, like yep. you actually think of movements, not necessarily on um, on harmony. In that case, sometimes. Cool. So uh, here's a question that I have: working with uh, a lot of different tones and voices and stuff on the piano, how do you in improv? Uh, you know, I feel like sometimes sometimes it's really quick to jump on something. How do you get the right voice uh, quick enough sometimes? Well, the well the PSR uh, series of keyboards actually has like a lot of buttons that say voice and style. You know, they have like I have a button for uh, piano sounds, a button for guitar sounds, a button for organ sounds, and if you have your if you have a, a little lamp, which you can see what you're playing, you I, what I do is I I start with the piano sounds, like I register a piano sound, so it's like the most versatile thing that you can uh, do to approach um, underscoring or uh, filling or filling the the voice. Uh, so you have to read what's going on stage. Uh, wait until the audience uh, laughs or like reads something from them, so you so you have so you understand. Okay, this guy is um, okay. This guy that is uh, baking a cake on stage, um, he's um, he's struggling with it. So we're gonna do something com something comedic, something slapstick. Okay, so yeah. let's see if I can uh, propose uh, to reinforce this slapstick. Um, this slapstick uh, kind of uh, code that he's trying to to uh, to show, and that's when the um, the music the musician uh, finishes rounding up the idea. It start it stops being like the actors do their thing and the musician is like in the back. It becomes a conversation. He's he's gonna start doing the slapstick. So I do this pizzicato bassoon uh, kind of. Um, So I follow. So I call him, and I uh, I read his movements, and I try to uh, punctuate his uh, his like you know you do an action, you're moving, and then you stop for comedic effect, and then you keep doing it, stop for comedic effect. You have to read that uh, a lot. You can even um, hear that in the in the the tensions, right? You can almost hear the steps that the actor is taking as you play that, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um I don't know, for example, if, if there's if there's a scene of a of um of a baby or if a mother talking to her baby or like there's a character a childish character you go to for the music box or the celesta sound. Which is like, um, which is like a fun underscoring. It's just it's just highlighting, and sometimes it can serve for a more uh, um, intense purpose. Uh, there's uh, there's a really good, a really cool sound called Tutti in in this Yamaha, which uh, which has a uh, on the right hand. Strings and a full orchestra, and on the left hand you have the same, but with timbali. Uh, 
terms of possibilities for climax scenes, action scenes, uh, epic, uh, Game of Thrones-like kind of codes. <laughs> Um, yeah, actually, that's a good question. Do you ever do uh, specific genre shows like that, like a Game of Thrones show or something like that? Yeah, we uh, <laughs> it depends on what the troupe has in mind. Like, you, it can be old-fashioned improv where you can have a lot of genres, or you can have a specific theme for uh, for the show, and it and that's where the shows stop like like um and the uh the the theme it works for when you're trying to warm up the public you know uh because the improvs the improvisations can be any kind of style any kind of genre like someone can really break the comedic code and do something dramatic because i mean they're not just improvisers they're actors and they can manage well like telling a story you're telling a story you're not just improvising um uh, but during that warm-up periods, you def I can definitely um, uh, where was it? There was one called uh, Legends, uh, Legends of the Imprologus Temple, which is based loosely based on this uh, Nickelodeon show, um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. This kids show, this yep. kids game show from the '90s. It was loosely based on that, and. Uh, and during the warm up, it was like this: the referee or the 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 animator was this uh, Indiana Jones like character who was like inviting the pub the the audience to um, to vote for the the troop that was going to um, get in the cave and discover the secrets of the hidden. So that so during that kind of a. Uh, like solemn speech of uh, mysticism. I was like, uh... so you go to so for that kind of course you um you take the reference and then you add some more references like this like this uh. Like this movement of fifths, like yeah. parallel fifths, it's a very um, it's a very epic thing that you can find in many um, in many blockbusters. I know, like some if, if you need if you need something more cheerful or no, or something more um, uh, to get the people going, like you put some you put one of these styles that I have. <laughs> Which are preset styles from this, from the, from the, um, from the PSR. Yep. But then you can throw in a, a saxophone sound and you can improvise uh, over it. You know? Something like that. I'm, I'm kind of sloppy. Yeah, and right. so so when would you use something like that with like the the preset uh, you know backing tracks? What like what's the situation you'd use that in? So you can use it to to uh, to if the if the if the if the animator is trying to warm warm the audience up, or more importantly, when there's a musical improv number, where there's a musical improv number, okay. which which is a game changer now because. Like I told you before, it, uh, music, like a, a keyboardist wasn't 
used before, and now you open the you open up the possibility that uh, musical improv shows can rely a lot more on um, on uh, building a song from scratch. Like we have like very 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 talented uh, uh, improvisers that do lyrics on the fly and do melodies on the fly, and if you have uh, music that backs that up, it it's like one of the most wonderful things that we have here. So, so yeah, in in the in the formats that you see down there, how how does music come about? Is it like in a match show? Is it like a specific game, or does it come up sort of organically in a scene, or can someone be like told uh, to sing something? Like, how does that work? Okay, so we have three scenarios actually. Um, one is that. Uh, the referee beforehand tells it that the genre isn't free, but it's a musical in the style of Broadway. Like everything they have to do yep. has to be punctuated with a song somehow. Um, and it's in that case, it's my role as an MD to um, to start about something with the piano with the piano first, like to warm to warm them up. Um, like if someone wants to say something, I punctuate like a chord and a riff and a rhythm or a progression. So by the second or third time that it's by the second or third time that it's heard, they recognize it and they start um, singing, uh, singing from that like. have to and you have to ease it up a little bit and uh, so the 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 actor gets comfortable in singing on that um, and you usually use three chords those three chords and make a separation to have them do the verse and the chorus but you can have um, specific kind of games that tell you okay uh, which is one is one is called uh, Bilo Cantando which is Say it with a song. Uh, you have um, you have uh, a scene going on, and then someone says something, which makes the director or the the um, uh, the um, the MC say uh, by the microphone, uh, say it with a song. And at that time, like at that split second, I have beforehand, I have to have something prepared, like a backing track. Yeah. I can use and I can like just surprise it with anything. It could be like from R&B, gospel, uh, salsa, reggaeton, um, reggae, whatever. Like they have to justify what they have to say and the genre that I propose. Nice. So, so that's another one. Actually, so here's a here's a tangent, uh, just because this has come up in previous discussions, is uh, a lot of the you know folks out here in Boston, a lot of folks that I talk to don't have like a full arranger like that, uh, and it's just a keyboard usually. Um, so how would you do something like a a reggaeton? Because we find that to be hard to do without the strong like beat and drums in it. But oh, I imagine you're... that gets a lot better on the on the arranger. Yeah, you, yeah. The thing with the arranger is that. Uh, because it has, well, it has a preset that it's not, it's not quite, quite cool. Um, 
which is it's a like the 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 United States version of reggaeton, which is which is like okay. Uh, they, you have a you have a drum set that you that I could just because reggaeton is more about the rhythm. So if I change to the drum set. I could just uh, sustain uh, one reggaeton song with just that, and it works because uh, it's relatable. Like you don't have to have the major production, but it's relatable. Now, for someone who I imagine um, uh, uses just a keyboard, which is something that I know is very common in in the United States, uh, it's a keyboard or a Rhodes or a, or usually relying on the sound of piano, like. Uh, if you study reggaeton, uh, it depends on a bass line and two chords mainly. So you go to the lowest octave, you go to the lowest octave. That's, that's like, you have like, okay, uh, G minor, uh, C minor, and you do this, uh, you, you emulate the rhythm. the left hand and in the right hand you have a, a reggae kind of a kind of a now when it's stripped down to just piano it it, it sounds like a, um, a, a French comedy kind of a it, it, it sounds like I mean, regular, but uh, if you are do if, if knowing that the, the piano player uh, has only a piano and and you you make it clear on stage that you're doing a reggaeton kind of feel and the audience knows that like if you make this you make this connection with the public with the audience and people just fill in the blanks because you're playing. To that, but you're not exactly um, uh, doing like a major production. I mean, you the the audience knows what you're playing with because, I mean, that's that's kind of what improv is like. <laughs> you fill in the blank. You you don't you're not actually you don't have the. Uh, uh, I mean, improv relies a lot on the imagination, not yeah. only from from the ones who are playing, but from the audience, which is like a very uh, rich experience. It was a very fun experience. That's why it's very fun to 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 do that, actually. Yeah. So it sounds like you have quite a command of different genres and things like that. How did you How did you learn that? Um. So I'm. I uh I live in a musical in a musical family. Like my 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 grandfather used to be uh. Uh, the or the or the national orchestra director, um, and my whole family like they breathe music. So I um, I feel like it's part of I I use sound I use music as a soundtrack for my life, and I completely and because of that I put a lot of uh, value to. Um, music in films and TV, like how music uh, propels um, a scene forward. It's, 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 it's going to sound a little bad with what I'm going to tell you, but it's a resource. You start with cliches. Yeah. You start with uh, what's relatable. 
you need you need to hook them up like right from the get go. Um, you need to set the tone uh, for if you're doing something uh, of horror, you need to think, okay, what's horror most uh, what's horror most known for? Like the um, the tremolo string. Like th that's not a musical uh, phrase, that's a musical gesture, but it's immediately relatable. And you can also have uh, very serious improv shows, like they deal with some like high art, for example, which are long form drama or uh, dra dramedy shows, but, they, but they, they need kind of like an underscoring or a more... Um, more uh, film score approach, um, which in that case I take from uh, Philip Glass. Yeah, which is like very, very, something something very minimal. Like we have a dramedy and you need to set the tone, you can set it up with like. So how did, I, how did I get to that is sometimes starting from somewhere, which is kind of like the improviser does. It, it comes from an impulse, like an organic impulse uh, of doing an action on scene or um, translating his idea of a character on stage. And you just have to accept, which is like, like the main rule of improv is saying yes and adding something else and many of the musical gestures or many of the ways that music um, can develop is that sometimes it's as simple as playing a chord and seeing where that takes you and justifying that that chord like justify and you build from that it's very organic um like i i really take a lot from uh rom, rom romantic comedies from hollywood yeah. because they have this very generic underscoring uh for um uh for like i don't know for the comedic they they, they have they actually have this kind of progression that they usually do I was, it's, wait, let me see. It's a pizzicato and uh, uh, they have this kind of thing. That's, that's something that I, that I really uh, have heard a lot in some shows and it's not quite used in in film scoring in in Peru, I think like like film score yeah, film scoring is still like cinema. It's a very uh, um, uh, we're we're kind of we're kind of years behind. We're still exploring different different codes, but we do have a very comedic industry in film, 
which actually relies on this kind of um, on MDing because um, one of the latest films that that just came out this year uh, was was uh, was scored by Ivan, like the first like this first one, the first MD in Peru. So, so this kind of gets into another thing that I was wondering about because you mentioned that there are, you know, differences in the the music between, you know, the U.S., uh, Hollywood, and Peru. Um, and so, what are like <clears throat> when you're playing a show? What is what are you thinking about as far as those differences and like what do people in the audience like? How do they react? I guess you know what is what would you play? I guess differently there versus a show in the United States. So on 2014, uh, I started doing MD, and the troupe Imprologia here actually brought uh, uh, imp uh, Boston's Improv Big Bang. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know those was, guys. Yeah, it was run by Will Luera. Yep. And they, have this, they had this uh, long-form format, and, the way, and they, of course, they, they told me to score, like, all the shows. Like, there were shows from Peru, Colombia, and... Um, and the United States. This uh, girl Jill Jill Bernard, mm -hmm. who uh, who did who did her one woman show too, in Spanish, which is was so hilarious because she's she's from uh, Minnesota, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the way I approached to them, it was like um, I asked them, what what do you expect of of an MD or what would you like to do. And they told me how their show, how their show, um, how the format of their show was. And I, well, I had this, I, I had this idea that the, that the United States usually um, uses only piano. What I did is I started with the piano with them. I started the, like following with them with the piano, and then uh, started. Uh, changing the uh, the voices using the pizzicato, using the strings, using the marimba, and like different kind of uh, uh, textures to enrich their their experience, and to and to um, and to give them ideas to develop uh, their form. So, how do people learn musical improv? Okay, so as an as an actor or as a musician. Uh, well, it sounds like there's not a lot of background there for musicians, right? You said there are like four of you, so uh, maybe but, maybe more as an actor. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but here's the thing: like, we have like this. Four, we are four directors who use the Yamaha PSR and we, who use this kind of approach. But and of course, like you have Ivan and Armando, which uh, which did this for a long, have done this for a long time, and you have. Uh, Alex Pagora, who actually started, I, I think he, he, they, they talk between each other and they like give them, give them tips. I got in that group. So I know some of the techniques and I know some of the resources and you learn a lot by going to shows and paying attention to the music and paying attention to what is going on. My first, my very first experience doing uh, musical directing, no, doing music for an improv show was uh, sound painting. Do you know what sound painting is? Uh, I yeah, I sort of think of the like improv actor exercise where you're all making different sounds, but I don't know what in your context. 
it's actually uh, it's actually a discipline, a directing discipline. Like it's a, an improvisational composition tool, which the director uses hand gestures to direct musicians, uh, dancers, painters, uh, actors to do something in some way. Like for musicians, like there are a lot of hand gestures that tell the musicians uh, play fast, play slow, um, play uh, uh, play random notes or play this one note, repeat this this gesture that you're doing, loop it. It makes uh, compositions out of improvisations. Uh, it's a very like interdisciplinary technique. Let's say it starts saying, uh, everyone play anything. So you... It has a gesture for that. And then someone like the director can focus on me and say, uh, and then he tells me to slow it down and I, and then he tells me to take some notes out, like with hand gestures. Yeah. And you get, and you get this like very avant-garde, like it doesn't make any sense, but it tells that the director tells me to loop that. All right. So. So I can stay there, and from there he can tell the strings, or he can tell the actors to perform according to that that motif. And uh, we have guitarists that use effects pedals. We have we had um, uh, trump trump uh, trumpets. We had a uh, percussionists, and they actually didn't. They actually tell him, "Hey, now that you have 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 had this experience with improv." Would you like to do something else, like something more serious, something more uh, uh, texturized, uh, more more stylized in a way that it's not like the typical comedy versatile, like the typical comedy improv. But you know, you can have a show. There there are shows now that the musical director is a guitarist, a Peruvian guitarist. That um, and the whole theme of the show is very. Uh, um, cultural related, um, uh, very, f uh, culture, um, it's, it's very Peruvian and it adds a different kind of flavor that it's not just piano and, um, Mickey Mousing yeah. and, uh, slapstick kind of, kind of, uh, or, or Hollywood cliches, uh, film scoring. It adds a different kind of texture and that's where you actually now get uh, improv shows which rely on just percussion, uh, just the guitarist, uh, a band, a, a funk band or a rock band or um, or an Indian flute ensemble. Oh wow! And um, and even I'm I'm gonna do actually a, a sci-fi themed improv show. I have a synthesizer, uh, Novation Minova, and I use Ableton. To design sounds, oh, wow. and and, um, and to, for example, like like the typical sci-fi effects or synthesis, um, I use that to um, to build the texture around their show, which is very specific. So, to one last one question to all of you who are uh, musical directors, uh, listen to a lot of music, 
never stop listening to music, never stop uh, watching films. Uh, I find a lot of value in actually being exposed to a lot of things because that makes you richer as a person and it makes your art fuller. That's that's the only thing that I can't recommend enough. Like watch a lot of films, watch a lot, listen to a lot of music, just do that every day. Great. Cool. Thank you very much. And this episode will hopefully be up uh, probably by March. I seem to do one per month. But... Thanks for coming on the show. And this has been Comedy Keys. Mm-hmm.